Today's guest has been quoted in over 20 national publications for her abilities to advocate, inspire, lead, and build community. Her relentless pursuit of storytelling has culminated in hundreds of media features for her clients and partners. This is Michelle McKenzie, and welcome to the WTF Podcast, where we demystify entrepreneurship and the fog around funding. In this episode, we'll discuss how to create a personal and business brand, the value of branding and building influence, and how to monetize your brand or use your brand to increase your business revenues. Danielle, welcome to the WTF Podcast. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Michelle. You are so welcome. Let's get into it. So I know you're in brand building, PR, you do work with storytelling. Social media is loud and busy. So what are five things that women entrepreneurs can start doing right away to stand out and get noticed to elevate their personal or business brands? So I think this is a wonderful question. And thank you again for just having me on. I just want to start off by saying like kudos to you for your show. I really enjoy listening to it. And I've learned a lot of great information just from tuning into your show. So I'm happy to like, you know, come on board, add value to your your pipeline of amazing other speakers and, and podcasters. So thank you again. Thank well, you so much, Danielle. For those of you who are not going to see the video, I am just cheesing real hard right now. Thank you so much. <laughs> what it takes to do things like this. So kudos to you. So, yes. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. So, yeah, social media is, I guess you could say loud and busy. It is busy, right? It is a, it's a lot of activity on social media, but it's so important for business owners to utilize these platforms to get the word out about their services and their products and their offerings. And so to stand out, there's a, a number of things that you can do, but I always advise my clients and those I can work with when you become an expert at something, right, like not all these things, but like this one thing, then that makes you stand out because now we know what to go to you for. So sometimes we're kind of scatterbrained, right? We have multiple initiatives going on at one time. We have multiple businesses going on at one time where it makes it hard for people to identify you. So if you become an expert, if you are a tax preparer, you become the number one tax preparer in your community. If you are someone who builds websites, hey, be the number one go-to person for for websites. If you teach people how to podcast, be the number one expert in podcasting. That will help you stand out. The second thing that women can do is start a podcast. Just like what you have going on and what I have going on podcasting is awesome. Because the barrier, the barrier of entry, there is no barrier, right? It's super low. So it allows you to come in and create a cost-effective marketing engine for your business. And it also allows you to build relationships with people. So I don't know if we were, if you and I w- would have ever met if it wasn't because we found your podcast. So you are getting your voice out there. You are standing out. And then you can podcast around any topics. It doesn't have to be something cookie cutter, like traditional radio, you can podcast about anything your heart's desire. That will help you also elevate your brain and stand out. The third thing is be collaborative. Sometimes we kind of forget that it's cool to share other people's stuff on social media as well. And also to collaborate with other, other strong women on social media, especially if they can add value to your audience. 
and they have something that is super unique and different from you, or even if they are still an expert in your industry, showing collaboration will make you stand out because so many people just aren't doing it. You know, so many people are just kind of worried about their individual platform and being individuals, which is great. We always will encourage you to be an individual, but it's something about being able to collaborate and pulling other people along with you. It creates a strong message and it shows that you are approachable. The fourth thing I would say to stand out, which is age-old truth, is give back to the community. Sometimes we kind of forget what everything is all about. It's not always about the bottom line. It's not always about building, you know, this huge organization and buying our dream car and buying our dream home. It's about the other people who live around us in our community and our neighborhoods who might not have access that you are able to give them access. And so if you have been blessed to build a successful organization, why not give back to the community and show other people that you care? Everybody loves a success story of someone who take their riches or just their time, you know, the things that they've been blessed with, the freedoms that they've been blessed with and go back and, and touch other people, right? That shows the humane side of you and that shows that you are not a selfish person, but that you actually care about others. That will attract more people to your brand than you ever know. Even the media, right? The media will be attracted to you because they see you're doing great things in the community. And then the fifth thing, which is like super simple, but it's not simple at the same time, is be consistent. So we're going to be like for social media to really work in our favor. We do have to be consistent on the platform or you will kind of disappear. Like you kind of will just fade the black into like the sea of other accounts. But if you consistently show up and you that means that you are posting every day. And you are keeping your stories active and you're using all of the features. You're going live, you're posting reels, you're posting images, you're sharing information, you're doing behind the scenes and it's consistent. That will also help to elevate your brand as well, because you'll continue to pop up time after time again. And people know that they can depend on your content, you know, to kind of get through whatever they're going through. So those are like my five things that will help women entrepreneurs just stand out. Those were five excellent things. And you mentioned collaboration, which is a word that I love, but it's not a word that is used very often. We often hear a counterpart, which is compete, competition. But collaboration could get you so much further. Yeah. What are some of the barriers to collaboration? Why don't we do it enough? That's a really good question. Especially women in business. And I know there are all these tropes that, you know, women are very competitive with each other and all of that stuff. But what are, what are some of the real barriers to, to collaboration versus competition? You know what? To be perfectly honest, I don't even think about my competitors. And I don't know, you know, some of the biggest business gurus and, and marketers out there could be like, well, you know, you might be leaving something on the table by not paying close enough attention to your competitors. But I mean, I, I enjoy collaboration and I think some of the barrier to it is people just aren't open to go out of their way or they might they might think that, oh, no one wants to collaborate with me or I'm not ready for collaboration or like the, the negative stereotypes. One that you just said, uh, women don't like to collaborate. And that's far from the truth. You know, women do collaborate together. And I just think you know, if we just kind of step outside of our comfort zones and kind of put ourselves out there and say, hey, I'm willing to come on board with you. I support you. I love what you're doing. How can I add value to 
your mission? How can I add value to this program? And one of the ways that I've been able to build this brand for the last 13 years is through collaboration. And it's, you could be so strategic with it. It's such a great strategy. And I want more people to do it because in my 19-year-old mind, when I first started my business, I said, how can I fill a room with 100 people with my name only? No sponsors, no celebrity guests, no major figures. Me, you're coming into a room because you know Danielle Jeter. How can I make that happen? So I began to strategize and I said, hmm, how about I get some partners? The, this is the strategy. Always attach the smaller brand with the bigger brand. Allow, the, allow, allow yourself to shine on that platform, but be collaborative and bring something to the table. So what did I do? I created a, a collaboration with the African-American Chamber of Commerce. I brought value to the table. I identified a problem. I brought a solution and they were all game for it. And I was able to do events throughout the city of Philadelphia, partnering with the African-American Chamber of Commerce. And I was a smaller brand attached to this bigger organization. And it brought so much energy and prestige and following and partnership and opportunity to my business because it brought a lot of credibility to me. I love that. But I think some of the listeners might go, well, how do I go about making the approach? How do I understand what's the value that I bring and who do I bring that to and then make that pitch? If you don't know someone on, on the inside, how do you go about that? Just to break it down for our listeners, when it comes to collaboration, you do have to identify what you bring to the table and what you're great at. And so you can simply start out by looking at your track record to see where you have been most successful in business. Where have you contributed to your customers and to your clientele where you were able to see results? And what can you do in your capacity that you know for sure without a shadow of doubt that this partner can depend on you to execute because you have the wherewithal, you have the capacity, you have the confidence, and you have the skill level. So I would say go in honestly. And it doesn't have to always be something super major. You know, it's it's about being, like I said, being able to really execute on your word and commit to your word. So when you're able to do that and you identify, you know, what that skill set might be or what that special thing is about to you bring that to the table, you would, I would suggest that you do put this together in some sort of marketing pitch or in some sort of documentation, whether it be a marketing deck. A lot of companies want deck. They want deck. They want to see your marketing deck. They want to see your partnership deck. They want to see your sponsorship deck. They want to see what you have. You know, they want to see, if, can you organize this thought on paper? Do not ever go into the situation without having it organized thoughts on paper. Because what it's going to look like is you just talking a bunch of talk. But no, you want to put your thoughts to paper. You want to draft that out and you want to come with a proposal and say, this is what you can do. This is what you're great at. And this is how you can add value to them and their members. So it has, you have to come from a place of wanting to add value, right? And not in a self-seeking matter. And when it, when it comes to how do you then connect on the inside with someone if you're not on the inside? Well, first thing first, you're going to start with the people that you have in your phone. And, you know, entrepreneurs, CEOs, we got to get back to being traditional and getting on the phone and calling people. 
Call people. Let them know what you have going on. Share with them your ideas. Nobody's going to steal your ideas. Like, get out of the... That's a limiting belief that you think somebody... That's yeah, a real limiting belief that a lot of people have. And I'm like, if you never let people know, I'm going to find you. And why are you worried that somebody can know one too? We were there you can do it. So why are you worried? Get over that, you know, because that's a stifling activity. And so you won't be able to prosper because you're too scared to share. So getting on the phone and working your Rolodex and starting to ask people, hey, I have this idea I would love to do with the African-American Chamber of Commerce. Do you know anybody there? Can you make an introduction for me? And you keep asking people to make an introduction for you. I bet if you ask three or four people in your immediate circle that you have phone numbers with, you'll get the connection. But it's about making the ask and not being afraid to make the ask. And we have social media today, too. So you can utilize LinkedIn, which is really great. And you can utilize Google. You can utilize Instagram. But as long as you have that pitch together, that introduction together, you're able to send a message off to someone. We messaged you. My team messaged you. And you said, yes, Michelle. We approached you and said, we love you. I sure did. You messaged me on LinkedIn. You know, and you said, and you, and you welcomed the idea. Putting yourself out there. My mom always says the worst thing that someone can say is no. And we've all heard no before. <laughs> so we're still alive. We did not die. You know, Danielle, I think you might have leaped a little bit into my next question, but maybe you've got three more things that you can add to what you've already said. The next question is, beyond social media, what are three things that small business owners can do to build their PR profile if they're not yet at the stage where they can hire someone like yourself to help them with that brand building work? What are some initial things that they can do on their own? Yeah, absolutely. So first, first things first is focus on building the brand and the marketing essentials up. So there's certain things that like a checklist that you should kind of have in place in order for you to be PR ready and in order for you to say, hey, I'm ready for this level of exposure. So, you know, you don't want to jump too soon without having some of those marketing essentials in place. And one of those things that you need is a bio. You need a headshot. You need a website, some sort of landing page. You need to have, you know, some branding in your email, have your email signature branded. Certain things like that. Have your email address branded to you and your company. Have your social media pages up and active. Certain things like that, building up your marketing essentials and focusing in on building that brand. Because essentially, when you're coming to a PR agency to work with, we have the option to represent you or not. I want to set the record straight that it's a privilege to work with a PR agency. Because just like you sign up for a speaker's bureau to represent you as a speaker or an artist to represent you at a record label, your PR agency, you are borrowing the credibility of that PR agency who has put in tons and tons of work to build their relationships with media outlets and with digital outlets and with journalists and with newsmakers to then allow you to borrow our relationships to put you on. When you are approaching a PR agency from the standpoint, come ready, come, come with some essentials ready to go. Because when you don't have those things ready, the, you'll get frustrated in the process of like, oh, my gosh, this is not moving fast enough. Well, CEO, we got to get you ready because you're not branded. <laughs> PR agencies have then started to take another approach and help these companies brand themselves. But really, 
We don't technically have to do that, you know, but we've extended our services to help brand these companies to help you get to the next level. So focus on just focus there. Another thing you can do is guest blog and be a contributor to some websites and media outlets. This is a wonderful brand building strategy that not enough people know about. And so what that looks like is you writing articles as an expert in your industry and sharing topics as a contributor to these outlets. So that's going to take you using your creative writing skills, your copywriting skills and writing these short articles and putting them out on a consistent basis. That is going to allow you to sit in front of a brand new audience who don't know you. And what you had to put in was the sweat equity to put the article together. And then people, more people will be able to recognize your name and see you, you know, and bring that traffic back to you. So that's an excellent way to get started too. It won't cost you anything but time and a sweat equity. If you're smart, you you could also hire a copywriter to just a ghostwriter to write on your behalf and you submit it to the editors and boom, you're building your brand right there. The third thing I would say is definitely run ads on social media shout out pages. So sometimes shout out pages kind of get a bad rep <laughs> and people think they're spammy, but no, they're actually marketing tools and they actually work. So, you know, sometimes you'll get DMs and they'll say, hey, do you want to post on my profile for X amount of dollars? I get them. You know, do you want to run an ad for X amount of dollars? And Honestly, there are some really good ones out there. You just have to do your research and just make sure that you are, you know, associating with a legit page, shout out page. But those things are inexpensive. You could run ads on the social media shout out pages for under a thousand dollars and still and still get results from it. It's this whole strategy behind how to get the most out of the social media shout out page play. But I mean, we could we could talk about it maybe more later, but it's definitely a whole strategy behind doing that. I'm speaking with Danielle Jeter, a dynamic storyteller and an award-winning travelpreneur. Danielle, we're, we're going to have to have you back on because I feel like there's a lot more here to, to unpack. And we probably won't be able to do it within the time we have allotted for this conversation. So I want to skip ahead to talk about storytelling. It's a really powerful tool for building human connection. And some people are so good at it. I am not. I feel like storytelling requires a lot of vulnerability and I still struggle with that. Now, what are some strategies that you can provide for using storytelling as a part of your business promotion strategy? How to do it well in a way that feels authentic? So the cool thing about storytelling is that it's, it's messaging, right? So all brands should have a story to tell. And I say that today because it's one of the ways that you can authentically connect with your prospects, with your customers and your consumers. And through that story, you're able to share why this is important, why you started this business. A lot of times people are starting businesses to solve a problem, to fix something because they were inspired by something that happened. You know, a chain of events may have occurred. and Maybe, you know, maybe you got laid off from your job and you had to do this. You know, I have clients with awesome stories, one of which almost lost their home to foreclosure and decided to start a family business by learning how to trade. And they learned how to trade and save their family's home. And now they're teaching other families how to do the same thing and how to be financially literate. That is an amazing story, right? You see, you see where the passion came from. 
And consumers today really want to connect with brands that they can share values with, that they actually can embody and say, oh my gosh, I believe in this. This makes so much sense. This happened to me. I can support this. This is a really, really great cause. I want to get behind it. So we have very conscious consumers these days. We understand our buying power. We understand the investment that it costs to buy and put into anything. And so we're watching where our dollars are going. And so if you can connect with your audience by telling your story, then I feel as if you are then starting to create a community around what you have going on. And when you have those loyalists, it's like you are, you know, Jesus and the 12 disciples. Now you got everybody going around talking the Jesus juice, right? You have everybody going around talking about your podcast. Your community is coming together and talking about your business. They're talking about women in media global. They're talking about social crisis. They're talking about you because they feel so connected. It changed them. It helped them. And so having that is really one of the first steps you should take even before you began to get with the publicist or a marketer. Write down your mission statement. Work through your vision statement. Work through what that brand story is, right? Your, what are your core values and what is the purpose for you pouring your sweat, blood, and tears and all your resources into this business? These things, those four, five, what is it? Five statements is really the foundation of building any marketing and promotional strategy. Once you have that and you can thoroughly communicate that to a marketer or to your audience, you're able to build upon that and, you know, you're going to find a lot of success. That is certainly a PR trend, actually, for going into 2023. That is a trend. Simplified messaging. Simplified messaging that is not cutting or skimming the value of what you have to share, but sharing it in a way that is super concise because our attention spans are short these days and going ahead and telling your story. I love that. And I love that you said value creation. That's a very important piece of that dimension. Like, how are we sharing value? The next question I wanted to ask you as we start to get ready to wrap up is who wants the women who are doing this well that listeners should start following and studying right now? I see that Pinky Cole follows your page and she's someone who's really leveraged her story. You're right. Her personal brand and her business brand. Yeah, you bring up a really great example in Pinky. And yeah, she was able to leverage that a lot. (laughs) For sure. Just like Pinky Cole You have me, for sure, DP Jeter. I'm all about storytelling, so much so that, you know, I don't always share a lot about the behind the scenes of what I do in my business and and how that's going. But I share a lot about just how I'm living my lifestyle and just expressing gratitude and inspiration. And just you get a burst of energy when you come to my page. And I'm always bigging up other people and and things like that. So there's a lot of different angles that you can take with the storytelling element. I love that. Danielle, before we go, what are some recommendations for entrepreneurs who want to level up their marketing and branding game to increase sales? So maybe one, two, three quick things before we go. I would certainly just set the basis, which is getting your marketing strategy and sales strategy together on paper and thinking out your strategy for each quarter and allowing yourself to at least have a guide. Once you have a guide, then I want you to implement a system into your marketing and your sales. All of these things can be systemized and that's going to help you increase your cash flow and increase your sales because now it's systemized. 
you have a strategy, you know where you're going, you have direction, and then you just rinse and repeat. So starting at the bases will help you. And once you have that strategy, I then want you to also invest in getting a team. The smartest brands are hiring marketing teams. You need a marketer on your team, not just a graphic designer. Graphic designers, we need them, but you also need somebody who can communicate on your behalf in copy, copywriting, creative writing. So think about how you can begin to build that marketing team and allowing the experts to do that. Some other things that you can do as you are increasing your sales and wanting to make that a goal for yourself, you got to have a marketing budget. So just look at your numbers, look at your books, predict your sales, what's coming in. And I will always recommend that you put 10% to 30% aside into a marketing budget, open up a bank account just for marketing and allow that account to be filled up for marketing efforts. You need a marketing budget to grow and increase your sales. There's no way around that. For you to be like super, super cost effective and maybe you're just gonna keep it in-house, I need you to do email marketing, sending out emails on a weekly basis and text message marketing as well is super cost effective. Danielle, what can I say? <laughs> you brought a lot of value. The listeners, in this 30-minute conversation, to the listeners, I hope that you've learned a few things that you can start to implement right away. Danielle was very clear and concise in her recommendations and her suggestions for things that you can do. Danielle, where can we find you to learn more? Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. And I look forward to connecting with everyone. I'm super active online. So you can follow me on Instagram at dpjeter. And I'm also on TikTok at dpjeter underscore LinkedIn. My full name is Danielle Page Jeter. And our website is aoieventspr.net. Danielle, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'd say don't keep good content or good information to yourself, but sharing is caring. So if you found the episode to be super useful, read it, review it, share it, all that good stuff. Subscribe to the podcast on the new home at the Alive Podcast Network and all major streaming platforms. Follow the podcast on Instagram at where's the funding underscore podcast on the page on LinkedIn. And you follow me, your host, Michelle Day McKenzie on LinkedIn. 